Hello, welcome to Riot Act Reviews, part of the Riot Act podcast, which you can listen to every Friday here on the internet. <laughs> wow. Wow, on the internet. Wherever you get your podcast from, be it Spotify, iTunes, um, uh, our <laughs> website. Where else do people... I'm sure people listen to SoundCloud. Oh, Does anyone listen to SoundCloud I, I, Very few people listen on A-cast? SoundCloud, I think. We're uh, on a, are we on Acast? Yeah, yeah, we're on Acast. Yeah. We are Podbean. Um, uh, we're, we're, oh, you can get pretty get much anywhere where you get podcasts, I think. Just get iTunes. <laughs> Hard, is it? There's like, lots of know. places. There's lots. There's of places. lots and lots of places. Anyway, hello. I'm Stephen Hill. Renfrey Deadman is here joining me as ever. We are the hello. two guys, and we're going to be reviewing another record, which is what we like to do from time to time. A significant record within the world of alternative music. Today, we're going to be looking at Crawler by Idols, the fourth full-length album from the Bristolian post-punk heroes and mainstream conquerors of some note surprising mainstream conquerors some people might say some people being well me to be honest the follow-up to 2020's ultra mono album an album that renfrey and i quite liked i think it's fair to say uh, well I think I, you liked it a bit more than me i definitely liked it more than you did i felt um i think um i think uh, yeah it, it felt to me that you were quite quite i don't want to put words in your mouth but quite disappointed with it whereas for my money it was kind of more of the same which was Mm -hmm. fine but i was also like i'm a little bit worried that this might be uh if this is the only thing that idols can do i'm not sure if that's going to sustain itself for that long there was a concern with that for me yeah i I was, I've actually written down that last album was more of the same, but ultimately not of the same quality of the stuff that went before it. So Joy is an Act of Resistance was fucking brilliant. I thought that was in my top 10 albums of 2019. I don't think I'd listen. I didn't listen to Brutalism when it came out, but I kind of discovered Idols and Brutalism prior to Joy is an Act of Resistance. Brutalism is a great record as well. I still think Joy is an Act of Resistance is my personal favorite of theirs so far i think you think brutalism is the best one don't you? i think it depends what day you catch me to be honest uh and i, and I think it depends what mood i'm in i did the, on the mm-hmm. phone the other day i did say to you that brutalism was my favorite because i was feeling particularly uh uh anarchy-ist mm-hmm. <laughs> anarchy-ist uh i was you know i was feeling particularly uh like oh the underground they were better they were better when they, mm. before they got famous uh but actually i think both of those records are are very close together and i, I to be honest with you i don't think ultra mono is much uh, in my opinion we dis- differ on this slightly i think in my opinion i don't think ultra mono quality wise is much below those two records but um I think the the thing is, the more that you see something happening, the more the more that you're exposed to a, I'm gonna say formula in this in this case, the less sensitized, the more desensitized you become to it. So I th- I think it's actually partly to do with that as well. I do I do yeah. think that Ultra Mono is probably it's definitely my least favorite idols record you know yeah yeah me too for sure um, but i still I like mean, that i still like that it. i am on yeah i think there were good moments on ultra mono i thought there were really good moments i thought there were bits where i just thought you know like i said i've heard this before and i've heard it done to a significantly higher standard and i did worry i feel like you know i feel like there's a lot of pressure on crawler 
Right, maybe it's pressure that other people are putting on them. I don't know if the band themselves feel that pressure. But I know a fair few people that were sort of dropping off the band after Ultra Mono. And I have to say, that record didn't stick with me, as I said, in the same way as Joys and Actors Resistance did. And I was of the belief and the opinion that if you were to lose that core fan base of people that actually are invested in this stuff, because let's be honest, there are a lot of people who... Idols got to... You know, they got a very, very high in the chart. Played Jules Holland. It's unusual and very rare for a band. You know, played um, Ali Pali. Very, very rare for a band that sound like this to play those kind of places. They're and, due to play three sold-out nights in a row at Brixton Academy as well. Uh, yeah. at the beginning of next year and that is part of a larger tour uh, that tour is significantly massive it's not as if those are the only dates they're doing in the country and people are traveling mm -hmm. from all over the country they're playing all over the place i mean they are undoubtedly a really really massive proposition now and i think why i champion i like to champion idols and you do as well to an extent i think um is because it doesn't feel like they're a band who have gone to the mainstream. It feels like the mainstream has come to them. And uh, I think timing has a lot to do with it. And I'm not discounting them. Uh, that's not me like going, oh, they're only in this position because of timing. I, I just think that that's sometimes how these things happen and stuff like that. More often than not, that's how these things happen. Um, and I really like that about idols. They, they don't seem particularly interested in pandering to mainstream success even though they appear to have got it almost accidentally and they appear as bewildered as anyone else um and again all of these things we say not in a not in a derogatory negative manner at all no. we should recall i mean it was interesting you just saying there that you think there's a lot of pressure on them for this i i wonder if they feel that at all i don't think idols are the kind of band who are looking i don't think they're particularly interested in chart positions and stuff like that but ultra mono did get to number one in the uk album charts it was a significant success from that point of view and whilst i don't think that was something that they were aiming for they still seem to really really appreciate it and yeah, i th i best, think best best band at the you know nominated for the best newcomer at the brits and i think that I mean, to, to, to get into, to begin to get into this album as well, the first thing that struck me about it and the first thing that I really, really like about this album is they could have followed Ultra Mono up with another album of very similar um, things to what they had done on Ultra Mono, Mono in, or, in, in order to repeat the success that they had had on that. And I think with Crawler, they've done the exact opposite of that. Well, this, this is the thing that I think. So basically, when you're talking about pressure or whatever, I mean, maybe it's record. There will, you know, record label people and the management possibly might be going. Well, you know, you're there now, and let's see what you can do with it. Now, there's two ways to play that. You either do a Nirvana and you double down and you go, nah, fuck off. Like all these casuals can, like, take this for what it is, or they can fuck off. Right? That's one way of doing it. Or you do what Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes have done. And you go, and yeah, come on in. More. In you come. Everybody on it. And, you know, there's no right or wrong way to do that. I think it ultimately comes down to do you write good songs or not? Now, Nirvana, 
made a harsher sounding record but wrote some great songs frank carter has made a couple of records we haven't spoken about the recent frank carter album which is absolute dog shit to be, to be i i i absolutely despise the new frank Carter and the rattlesnakes album and this is coming from someone who like the end of suffering i know you weren't a massive fan of end of suffering but, no, I, but I, I, I got it you know what i mean i yeah, understood it i don't I, understand this at all i loved the end of suffering i thought i thought it was a great record it narrowly missed out on my top 20 of the year um but uh sticky i don't understand at all and and i i I actively dislike it actually (laughs) i would say it's it's bad so for me i think idols need to sort of placate someone like me who is like going "Mm, where's this gonna go you know where is actually where is this actually gonna go because because i think this is feels like a fork after ultra mono feels like a sort of fork in the road so you do another one and you're like oh it's kind of more of the same but if you go too far in the opposite direction I think that might be a mistake as well. So what I was sort of hoping for was an album that is far enough away to see the to see some sort of evolution in them as a band whilst at the same time kind of recapturing the excitement of the first couple of records. And that's a really really difficult thing to do. It's a tough trick to do that to maintain that. And I said before that I mean I think it's going to take a pretty herculean effort from the band for them to remain at the size that they are currently or, or you know certainly they were when they got the number one album were getting nominated for a, for the brits due to the type of band they are i think it will take a herculean effort for them to stay at that size for you know if we go 10 years down the line i think it would be really really difficult unless they make the right moves but i think they might well have made that balance perfectly here on crawler I think they might it's pretty rare where a band does neither the complete move to pop or the fuck you alienation we'll just go back to the underground and we had our little 15 minutes of fame see you later mm. it's very rare that a band go let's have the cake and let's eat it and i think idols might have done that with crawler mm. i think they might have done yes uh i strongly agree uh i also think um we are actually just very briefly we are talking about another lockdown album effectively we're talking about an album that yeah. has come about as a result of lockdown i don't think that this album would exist if um lockdown weren't a thing because uh because they would have been too busy uh touring ultra mono to to write record and release a new record um this album is 14 months after ultra mono i think and yeah, when we about that, yeah when we've discussed lockdown albums in the past not all of them but a lot of them i mean you said this um a lot of them have been sort of taking the previous album that they did and then expanding on those ideas what i really really like about crawler is it feels like a complete it feels like they're going in a totally different direction crawler and ultra mono to me don't bear much relation to one another at all I would say, uh, bar certainly, the fact that, uh, certainly, certainly at its best, I think. Yeah, bar, bar the bar the fact that it's the same band, but they do sound really, really different, and they do sound like they are trying to do really, really different things. And it's a massive relief to me because I really, really liked what Idols were doing, and I hadn't, I hadn't, you know, dismissed them after Ultra Mono, but there were concerns there that it that there might be a a bit of a one trick 
pony type thing or maybe even a two trick pony thing i think they could do a couple of things i think it's you know when they've written songs like june and stuff like that i think it's unfair to forget Mm. about those songs as well um but there you know there was a little bit of a concern that a large portion of what they do is the is very 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 similar and i feel like they have managed to change what they do whilst at the same time still absolutely retain what it is that makes them idols i think so yeah and and what's cool about it is those first few records you know those first three records when people talk about post-punk it's the boist more boisterous side of post-punk i think and what i like but what i like about this record is that that more um gothically inclined bordering on indie stuff that you get from post-punk in the from the sort of mid 80s here so i would say the birthday party and early nick cave there's bits of that in here there is stuff like the yeah the jesus and mary chain the nightingales all that kind of stuff which is which i have no problem with at all like i love the fact that i think that they've shown on this record they can be more melodic they can be more measured they can be less straight ahead anarchic and if they write great songs if you write really really good songs then you can get away with you know smoothing the edges off a little bit i wouldn't say this is a smooth album at all but i think there is there is a there is a more like i say measured and melodic feeling to the best stuff on this record i personally think i did think to myself like yeah i think they need to kind of up their songwriting a little bit if they're going to try and do that stuff and i really do think they have here and i think there's a sign that i mean i wasn't sure that they could do some of the stuff that they've done on this record and i think that's a really good sign for their future that they they have yeah yeah it hadn't been proved to me i i I wanted them to be able to but it hadn't been on record or live i suppose proved to me that they could do some of these things and now yeah they absolutely can um i think the manner in which the record starts it, it it i mean i definitely think more measured is a way to put it so i i raise an eyebrow slightly at more melodic because sometimes some of the moments on this record are very very really loud and really acerbic and really melody doesn't seem to be necessarily or or even a hook doesn't necessarily seem to be the priority for a lot of these songs that's not always the case there are still definitely hooks on the record but i think maybe less so that i mean it it reminds me of brutalism in that i think there's an argument to say this is their least hooky record and what i like it feels like to me that idols have gone well look we have this opportunity to release another record immediately so let's just do whatever the hell we want to do and i really really like that and it, it immediately stopped me in my tracks when the first track mtt 420rr comes on because initially it it starts out sounding so far away from what we have come to associate with the idols sound um joe singing in a far lower register it just starts with like a very very simple bass line and it does gradually build up but you're also you know in the past it's sort of gradually built up and there's been this cacophonous explosion at the end take the first track from joy's acts of resistance and it doesn't do that you know it doesn't do that and yet it still feels really menacing 
In fact, I'd argue it feels more menacing because it never quite explodes. There's a sort of tension that's created as a result. And I, I mean, I really liked, I really, really, I think that song is an amazing way to start the record. And it begins, yeah, it's amazing. it begins the kind of car crash in this particular case. I think it's a motorcycle crash metaphor that goes throughout this record and um, there's a little bit of it on the the artwork as well the idea of a crash occurring being a metaphor for something catastrophic in your life happening that suddenly makes you have to rethink and go oh god i have to stop doing what i've been doing and uh completely reevaluate my life in this particular case joe talbot has been very honest as he usually is that uh, a lot of it was about his addictions in the past to drugs and alcohol i believe maybe it's just drugs i'm not sure but um you know that that uh metaphor of the crash is used again and again and again thematically and again i think for this album it works really really well yeah me too i mean i i musically it's got this kind of kraut rock feel to it with some little electronic parts which i'm not even sure i've ever heard them use before here and yeah. it marks it out immediately as something different and i think a lot of the shit that people talked about idols previously was that like base level politically minded bull in a china shop approach and one of the things that is quite different about this record like you say is that there's there's a there's not a lot of obvious sloganeering about society it's or true, political, politically motivated stuff and that was such a big part of idols before that i mean my first time listening through to it i was like oh yeah cool 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 and then i was like oh no there's there's, there's nothing about you know society immigration institutionalized racism poverty like the, all those things that you would ex, you would you know you would expect you know the toxic masculinity that they kind of ram down you like you were anti that they ram down your throat so hard on you know the the last few records it's all gone it's pretty much all gone and that's you know there are still snatches of it and the only reason i'm saying that with authority is because i've read the consequence of sounds track by track on this okay. album so the, that, that's the only reason i'm saying that with absolute and I actually I, I will quote a few times from that because i think understanding what these songs are actually about um gives a far deeper more interesting appreciation of them as well it certainly has for me would you have known what they were about had you not have read that oh in some cases absolutely no in mm. some cases absolutely not but as we have discussed in the past i don't always think that's a bad thing i i don't always think it's a good i don't always think it's a good thing when things are spelled out to you sometimes you no, can no. sometimes well, that, that that's my point is that mm. i think that idols used to spell out everything for you yes and this feels a little bit i mean it's certainly a more i don't even want to say it's a more personal record because I, it, to be totally honest with you i do think idols have done loads of really personal shit i've yeah. already mentioned june you know mm. um like they have done that stuff before but certainly there has been um certainly a lot of people have focused on the political the aspect broader. of the band yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and and there I, is m there, undoubtedly factually there is much less of that on here much, definitely much and i think even i mean the fact that i without reading anything about it i am like if it's there it's not as i mean i didn't need i don't need to read a track by track of danny nadelko to know 
what that song's about. Do you know what I mean? No, I don't true. need to, there's no, there's absolutely pointless me reading that. But I, I mean, but so I do feel like even if it is there, it will probably come to you far more subtly throughout the record. And, you know, that's something again, which I think is, is different. And I said like, you know, there, there was always a bit of a bull in the China shop approach to idols. There are, certainly a very very boisterous band and yes you know that you've mentioned the the slower parts that they've done and the more kind of reserved things they've done previously but it does always usually end in some kind of raging cacophonous noise and there's so much on here that doesn't do that i mean you know that there's the second track when the lights come on is one of the moments where i think the wheels the second track sorry yes the wheel there's a second track but i think that you know that again the, there's a future away from boisterous sloganeering that, that that track shows you and you know when i talk about the kind of darker more loungy post-punk stuff i never quite i never quite imagined that idols would would be even if they tried to do it i was like i don't know how that will sound i couldn't imagine that yeah. in my, sort of in my yeah. mind's eye yeah. having heard it I really, really love it. And yeah. it tends to be, those are the moments on this record where I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Like, I like the more standard idle stuff. I mean, you know, Car Crash was released as a single and I wasn't that keen on it. You know, I wasn't actually that keen on that song alone without context. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, but but within the context of this record, it makes a lot more sense. Mm, a lot more sense, yeah. It does sound like Idols. And and the bravery of a band as big as Idols to release Car Crash as a single. Car Crash is one of the most acerbic, non, mm. non-obviously melodic things, not only on this record, that they have ever done. I mean, it's it's a really odd little song to say the very least it is really weird and i think the fact that i think if they were actually interested in chart positions and stuff like that i'm not trying to get i'm not trying to say that they don't appreciate like i think they were incredibly grateful when they got a number one for ultra mono and i thought they were like fucking hell that's amazing but at the same time a band releasing a single like car crash is not the actions of a band who are interested in necessarily repeating that um and they haven't with this album this album went to number six in the charts but i don't i think that's neither here nor there i don't think it matters um and i mean number six is still for a record that sounds like this it's still fucking incredible like let's not (laughs) let's not you know say this is some sort of disaster oh no no amazing place not at all that is that's excellent like like you know i mean again you could you could uh you could spin it into oh it's the uh worst um performing record they've released since brutalism you know which didn't even chart because joy as an act of resistance got to number five this got to number six but again i don't think that's the point i think that's missing the point entirely to like talk about those things really in any detail um so um but yes i wanted to go back to the wheel really really quickly just because i Mm. love the way I, i really love the way that uh mark bowen is playing his guitar on this record i think there's always been a sense of him playing a gu- the guitar not in a traditional way of like I'm going to come up with a nice melody or I'm going to come up with a nice riff but in the wheel I, there are several moments on this record where he Tom Morello's it 
And what I mean by that is not he sounds like Tom Morello, but he rather uses the guitar to affect a mood or create um, a sense of foreboding or something rather than a melody. The chorus on the wheel is one note on the guitar and that note sounds like a bomb dropping and going off and it very much is a case of it's not how many notes you use it's how you use them and I think it's pretty incredible um, really subtle songwriting to be able to do that and create and evoke what they do with that song and I, I really I've always liked Mark Byrne as a guitarist anyway, but I really like the, what he's doing on this album. I think it's really, really cool. There's a lot of moments like that on the, on the His album. ego doesn't seem to be put out by the idea that the bass and the rhythm, the rhythmic part might dominate the song. Because, you know, like, I, I mean, I was actually going to say, you know, the, I think the chorus on that song is massive. I think the rhythmic part and how the bass goes from catchy to unbelievably loud after that kind of weird little spin like he does a spindly little guitar part which i really love and then when the bass comes in it's harder and louder than anything that has happened prior to it and it just again you know it's it's i guess that throws you into slightly more familiar territory for idols but at the same time i think the use of dynamics that they are employing on that song does show significant growth i'm not going to go as far to say is that's one of the songs that i don't think they could have written you know three years three four years ago or whatever because i think actually there's proof on joys and active resistance that they were very very good at doing that from kind of or brutalism that they were very good at doing that from the word go pretty much but certainly the way that the 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 sort of the collusion between everyone's instrument everyone that kind of like after you no after you that that thing where they kind of almost tag team each other in and out is really really cool in that song very very good there's a lot of individual parts whether it be an individual guitar part or an individual bass part or whatever for on this album which played on their own and I, again this is going to sound harsher than i mean it to but played on their own would sound shit but they don't sound shit with this because Idols are clearly a band who are listening to each other and going, well, what can I put in which is going to make this song better? Um, and I think I think the reason that it stands so stands out so much is it's so often Mark Bowen who is doing that. And obviously a lot of bands rely on a lot of bands use the guitar for melodic parts and so on and so forth. And, you know, and I think Mark Bowen often isn't doing that on this record. I really, really, really like that. You know, I think I think it's um, taking the entire band into account far, far more. And yeah, you're right. It does mean that you have to leave your ego at the door a little bit. But I think that has created brilliant, brilliant results. Yeah, it's um, it's really good, that song. And I, I mean, I have to say, I'm going to like because I think there's a few, you know, what I said about it being um, a good balancing act between getting that kind of boisterousness that they're known for whilst also giving us something else i mean you've got a song like whiz which is 30 seconds long and it's just absolute pure fucking noise you've got well, wh song... well whiz so yeah whiz is 30 seconds and it's really chaotic and you know that is very punky undoubtedly yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. you know it's just trying to affect the idea of like being on cocaine effectively mm. the lyrics are just um 
Joe Talbot said that the lyrics are just him reading out old text me- te- text messages from his drug dealer, from his old drug dealer, I should say. <laughs> so it's literally P1 rocket fuel, bang, bang, off the train, Peruvian flake, mm, pink champagne. Uh, I think I've tried all four of those, actually. Um, and they're very, very good. Um, but <laughs> No, I'm not. Like, are we sponsored pink, by them? Pink champagne, I particularly recommend. But no, I mean, like, it does again in terms of like evoking a feeling and evoking a mood and just like uh, you know what would you, what going... would you pair that with Renfrey? um the uh the bang bang the, the, <laughs> um, pair that with the P1 a rocket fuel or... with a lovely chianti uh no yeah. actually that would that would be very um i don't know a, ma- a mango sorbet <laughs> would be a night very at nice. ministry of sound probably yeah probably uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, you know, I mean, New Sensation was one that I thought felt like kind of proper classic idols. And you've got mad lyrics on that. I mean, there's one of it, like, dance like you're on fire, like Richard Pryor, I think, is, is one of the lyrics. And I was like, it's too soon still, but fine. Um, and it has grown on me a lot because it wasn't, weirdly, I was like, I'm, I'm kind of less interested in those sort of songs. There's, um, there's a song called Crawl on here, which is really propulsive. And it kind of reminded me of that. It's got that kind of rat-a-tat-tat drum beat of like the hives or a band like that. It kind of sounds like a more polished version maybe of what Idols do in previously, something which does feel a bit more catchy. And I like it, but for me, it's the stuff like the Beachland Ballroom was the first single. Oh. When I first heard it, I was like, oh, mm. oh, oh, oh. And I think I said to you, and I think actually it was a, an edited part of one of our weekly yeah. shows where I said, I don't like the singles. Mm. I don't like the singles that I've heard so far, which would have been Car Crash and Beachland Ballroom because putting those two together on their own, I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. What is this? Well, I, I did edit that part out of the show, but for, for multiple reasons, one of which was at that point we hadn't heard the record as a whole and i was like well i wonder if you'll feel different about it when you hear the albums as a whole and my suspicions were correct you know Uh, because i think you do feel differently about those songs now because they do make sense way more sense on the record it's it's like a kind of post-punk waltz that's exactly yeah i i said that it sounds like a kind of more acerbic it's like the enchantment under the sea dance but performed by a band who are drunk which again <laughs> could seem like a negative thing but i actually mean that as a positive there's and there's this awesome hammond i think it's a hammond organ part it's a synth part basically which is played yeah. on the song which sounds great joe talbot i was reading in i can't remember where i read it now but he said somewhere that like he's always wanted to be a soul singer like more of a crooner but he just you know doesn't he, he's not able to do that and mm. and i i do you know to be honest i do agree with him i don't think he does have the technical ability to do that but on this song it's his kind of attempt to do that soulful croon thing in a sense and create something entirely different which is also really really good um mark bowen evoked um screaming jay hawkins when talking about joe's performance on this song and i can totally see that as well you've got like some crooner aspects but then with a bit of screaming jay hawkins Mm. coming out as well and i'm like actually i think that's really cool like yes Mm. you're not doing necessarily what you wish you could do but you've created something else instead and that's actually really fucking cool as well so yeah i agree i think the beach and born is a great song love it it is great Uh, there's stuff like like meds reminded me a little bit of like clockwork era queens of stone age oh Um, that's yeah yeah, which i quite like but there's only really one song that i desperately do want to talk about okay and it's progress can we go just can we just pop back to meds and then go on to progress i think those two do absolutely well 
crazy sax, isn't it? Saxon, yeah. Saxon, Claxon. Uh, we said we wouldn't call it that, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, more crazy sax. To me, it evoked um, Fun House by the Stooges, maybe because we've been talking about the Stooges quite recently. Uh, I read in that um, track by track that uh, Mark Bowen's idea of it was more national anthem by Radiohead, but I can see that both ways i do really like the way as someone who um is medicated and has occasionally um forgotten to take my meds the uh the the song meds and the crazy sax in particular does evoke how i feel when i forget to take my meds <laughs> and i i was like i really like that i think that's really strong uh but yes speaking of radiohead progress Steve. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I never thought I'd put Pink Floyd and Radiohead down as a comparison yeah, for, fans for idols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For idols, but I absolutely love this song. It's, it's my favourite song on the record. Nice, cool, definitely. Yeah, yep. it's really, really great. I absolutely love it, and it is just this really odd little rhythmic quiet, and then. I, I don't even really know how to explain it but it is yeah I mean it sounds a bit like it starts like Pink Floyd and it ends like Radiohead but yeah it still sort of sounds like Idols as well but yeah it doesn't sound like anything they've ever done before this to me is them pushing themselves as far thus far in their career as they have ever pushed it and if this is the Definitely. result of that I think that's really really exciting because yeah. again I didn't know that they could do a song like this Progress is the biggest fuck you to anyone who sort of said that they were a one-trick pony. You know, it is the biggest middle finger to those people. Obviously, we had... I, I don't think we ever said that. I think we had our concerns that they might be, and I think this is absolutely proved that, nope, that is totally nonsense. Um, but uh, it, it really is a big fuck you to, to people who you know, thought that all they could do was the kind of oi oi thing, but without the toxic masculinity. Um, It reminded me of the title track from Kid A without actually sounding like the title track from Kid A. Mm. Uh, The reason it reminded me of that is because I think the approach is very, very similar. There's a lot of um, strange bleeps and bloops, technical term. And the manipulation of Joe's vocals feels very much like the same approach Radiohead took with Tom's vocals on that song. Basically, you, <laughs> they've just manipulated and wishy-wooshed a lot. Again, more technical terms. Um, but uh, we have often said when we struggle to describe things, the bands are often creating, or struggle to describe them accurately, bands are often creating things which are quite uh, individual and new. Um, I I would stop short of saying unique for this song, but it's certainly quite different. Uh, and certainly to anything that idols have done in the past, but different, you know, that there aren't many bands who approach a song in this manner at all. And I think progress. Yeah. I mean, fair play it being your favorite song of the record. I'm not sure quite go that far, but what I would say is progress is the most exciting song on the record for me in a weird way, even though it isn't, uh, it isn't sonically at all. But it's the most exciting as a fan of the band because I listen to that and I go, oh, brilliant. Well, you've just opened up a whole new avenue that you can go down and maybe one day we will get a Kid A type thing from Idols. And I don't mean that. I don't mean their version of Kid A. I mean an album where they just go left of centre or right of centre or whatever and just go into something totally, totally different. And I think that's really, really exciting. 
and i look forward to that i think overall that song and the songs that do that thing do really stand out for me i mean you know the, the last few songs um, there's nothing really for me particularly to say about the last few songs i think they are good idol songs uh, um, at the end might be my favorite song on the record oh really okay fair enough i think it's a big end i think it's a big end of that big ender but I, I don't know if it is stylistically as exciting as some of the other things that have happened on it but it's a good song i understand what you're saying i i i, I think i mean the end does sound more like what idols have done in the past and i do admit that generally the stuff that i like the most on this record is stuff which is different from things they've done in the past but um i mean it did help when i read joe talbot's uh track by track thing on this song which i will read in full because i just really really like this uh so he said before his assassination trotsky knew that stalin's dudes were coming over to kill him he knew he was going to die what did he do after watching his wife out in the garden he wrote in his diary in spite of it all life is beautiful a week later he gets an ice pick in the head he was just happy to sit in his garden watching the person he loved most do what she loved I think that's a beautiful thing. I got to sit back in lockdown and appreciate the fact that I'm going back out there as a musician at the end of all of this, no matter what, when that might be. I've got the best job in the fucking world. There's no depletion of my gratitudes and there never will be. I am Trotsky, but please don't kill me with a nice pick just yet. The chaos of the song, The End, juxtaposed with one of the few quote-unquote slogans on the album, which is, Life is Beautiful. I think is awesome. I re I just really like that juxtaposition and especially with that story attached to it, it just took on, I liked the song anyway, but then it just took on this whole new meaning and I was like, okay, now I really, really like this song. And I like the, you know, is life beautiful in spite of the chaos or is it like beautiful because of the chaos? So there's multiple different ways of looking at it and I don't know, is it my favorite song? I really fucking love it. Um, the, user, the, the the elements that they're using on this song are not elements typically associated with mainstream consumption at all whatsoever. There are There's a backing vocal bit on it, which is, I would expect to hear on some sort of atmospheric black metal record or, or something like that. And I'm not <laughs> suggesting this is Idols Gone Black Metal, but, but it, 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 it is a really uh, odd part that you would normally associate with that kind of thing far more than Idols. And then, and then it just it appears on 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 that song, but it really really works. I think it sounds great. Um, mm. Yeah, I'm really pleased to hear that you like this because I wasn't sure how you were going to come a, come into this mm. record. We haven't really discussed it, it off mic that much. We haven't, and I think it's because it took me. I mean, the day it came out, I was like, "Oh, new idols! I will listen to that." And I sat down of the evening on Friday evening, and I stuck it on for the first time, and I sat there and I listened to it, and I was a little bit and you know still with those the, the, the sort of fairly nervous negative feelings i had about i didn't have negative feelings about ultra mono i was just ATC. like well i think for ultra mono it is but certainly for the two when i heard the two singles i was feeling like oh i hope this is going to make sense yeah and i've got the feeling because at the moment it just doesn't make sense yeah. to me this doesn't make sense those two songs in isolation do not make sense at all and how is this ever going to work as a record and, and to be yet, fair to you i think those two i i didn't listen to them in isolation but I, I i can imagine that if i did i might have felt the same way so yeah, yeah. and so when i first put it on and i and and the first song comes in and i was like okay and i was like well this is much better than anything i've heard before but by the end of the record i still found myself going 
I don't is I don't know. Is it enough of a change? Is it too much of a change? Is it like is is the balance right? I I I don't know. And I was like nothing really fully just leapt out at me the first time. Four or five listens in. Mm. I mean, I I haven't felt like this about any of the other idols records. It's always been first time you hear it, you go, oh shit, mm. Danny Nadelko, oh shit, fucking like you listen to June and it just it's so visceral that you just can't help but be moved by it one way or the other you know for the people or you know even on the last record like war and stuff you're like well here we go you know this is how this is what's going on for the people who hate that they knew straight away well there's the thing that there's idols doing that thing that i hate and it's you know it's simple and it's boisterous and it's sloganeering and it's crap and you know his voice yeah. sounds this and that but you can you can take it, you can take the lyrics of war and look at it very simplistically and go oh yeah. those are crap lyrics but it's or crass or whatever but then war is crass and maybe it's just show, mm. showing a mirror to it as as we as we said in the review yeah. last year you know there's uh there's there's kind of depth in the simplicity but you know yes. we, again you mentioned the stooges earlier and i think idols you know and and most good bands from i, I, I won't call them punk but from this kind of more like you said a lot of the parts in here in isolation simplicity rudimentary songwriting i don't think i would call it rudimentary songwriting but the simplicity and straightforwardness of much of what idols did that turned a lot of people off and i think with this record i was like i don't know is like i, I actually don't know because it doesn't have that instant oomph and that instant thump to the chest that the other stuff has done and so and it's also so different in so many parts that are they any good at this i don't it took me a couple of listens before i was like okay that song's great and that song's great and this experiment they've like knocked it out of the park and and actually the songs that do sound like idols sound i would say at least as good as yeah. the best stuff on Ultra oh Mono. yeah 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 the, the more uh, typical idols material is no w w like worse than stuff that they've done i mean you mentioned the new sensation which i haven't made many notes on because it is sort of an atypical idol song mm. but it's really good like it's it really is good really, really catchy good like song. it's very yeah. danceable like yeah, that was one of the yeah, ones yeah. Where i was like this is really danceable i was like oh, typical idols but i have to say Really it was good. something that I was like, it's it's one of the few songs that first time round, it was just felt really danceable and really kind of catchy and really like fist pumpy to me. And surrounded by all this new stuff, they're even more potent. So yes. I'm really chuffed that this is as good as it is. And it is very good. Same. I, I, I'm over the moon that I... I... I have to be honest, I think, you know, I, I hadn't been turned off Idols at, completely at all by Ultra Mono, but there was a sense for me that the next record is going to have to be something really special, really different, or just mainly really different for me to still be smack bang on board with the Idols train. And I'm really pleased to say that it uh, has, it, ha it is something really different. Um, it, I think it might be something really special. I, I think that that sort of thing you can't tell until you've had a record for, you know, many many months. And um, I'm curious to see how this material will uh, be played live and how it will work live um, within the in and amongst their other songs. Certainly, I would say I did. I was very lucky to see Idols in Kingston a few months ago, and the Ultra Mono songs really worked live well th this is the thing i think i went into this being like i don't i never will 
take those first two albums and be like, oh, I hate them now. I'm not listening no. to them. In the same way as, you know, Blossom by Frank Carter, I still listen to loads because yeah. it's amazing, yeah. you know, but I'm not interested in, and his new album has not made me want to go back to the end of suffering. Whereas this has made me go, maybe I should listen to Ultra Mono again. And it could have been that I would have gone, well, that's two for two, that's, you know, it's two that I'm, um, if it had been another Ultra Mono, I think I would have gone, okay, well, I've got my fill of what I need of, of this band. I and think I would have as well. They're in their first two albums, and yeah. I'll probably just listen to those two albums. And, you know, as more albums come out, I'd be less likely to want to go and see them because it's like, yeah. I don't really want to see material that I'm not familiar with yeah. or I'm not that keen They'll on. They'll put, be putting more and more material yeah. which you're not keen on and less and less of the stuff that you do like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this has made me go, maybe I should go back to Ultra Mono and listen to it and go, are these songs just as good? Because at the time it was like, oh, Joys and Act of Resistance was such a big hit and it was such a big album and it made such a massive impact and there's the Brits and Jules Holland and the top five and the charts and everyone was talking about it and oh my god and then the follow-up was hey have some more of that more of that yeah 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 and at the time you're just like oh maybe so maybe changing my expectations going back and listening to it but I probably wouldn't have done that at all were it not for the fact that Crawler is so good Yes, uh, I completely agree with absolutely everything you've said there. One thing I will say, even though I was at pains to say right at the beginning of this, I don't think idols are, you know, actually actively um, looking for like brilliant chart positions and all that kind of thing. I think there is an argument to say that if they hadn't f uh, followed up Joys and Acts of Resistance with Ultra Mono or an Ultra Mono type album, they probably wouldn't have got that number one. But I also don't think that that's actually what they were aiming for anyway. I think it was a genuine surprise. Um, but, you know, just, just to chart that in, you know. I think Joy, was, uh, Joy I'm going to call it, dot, 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 <laughs> is, is such a good, was such a good album, such a big record, and so many people got behind it that when Ultra Mono was coming along, people were just like, it, it tends to be the way sometimes that the, sometimes. It's, not the, it's not the classic, but it's the one that follows it up that yeah, yeah, yeah. ends up getting the high chart position. Anyway, thanks very much for listening to this. Crawler by Idols is out now. It's been out a couple of weeks, but we wanted to give it a proper listen, a proper few listens before we gave you our opinion on it. And you've just heard our opinion on it. We'll be back on Friday chatting about stuff on the regular weekly podcast. Thanks very much for listening, guys. We appreciate it.